When we dig deep into God's Word and the sports world, we find hundreds of parallels. When we explore these parallels, we can deepen our faith and sports journeys. Welcome to the Playing for Jesus podcast. Hello, sports fans. This is your host, Andy Brown. Each season of the Playing for Jesus podcast will focus on a different sport. This podcast will be a combination of devotional-type podcasts and interviews of people in and related to the sport. This podcast is part of the Playing for Jesus baseball season. Today we are talking to Luke Eldred. Let's play ball. Well, I'm uh, so excited to have Luke Eldred on the podcast today. Luke and I met while well, he was a member playing for the Eau Claire Express, a Northwoods League baseball team during the summer of 2017, and he's back again this summer. Luke, welcome to the Playing for Jesus podcast. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, initially I'm from uh, eastern Iowa, Mount Vernon, just outside of Cedar Rapids. Um, I grew up kind of all over, though. Um, my dad played professional baseball for um, 13 years, so I've been in any parts of basically the Midwest, anywhere from Milwaukee to Chicago, St. Louis, uh, just kind of grew up around there, plus spring training spots uh, for a few months at a time. So kind of bounced around when I was a kid and then finally got settled uh, after my dad retired in 2005. And from, you know, it's young age, I wanted to play professional baseball and that's still a dream. So I ended up going to Dallas Baptist University. My first year there was the fall of 2016. Um, and then, like you said, uh, summer of 2017 after redshirting I was able to come up to Eau Claire um I've really enjoyed I really enjoyed my summer there last year or the last time I was here um and then unfortunately I hadn't been able to get back I'd been throwing or injured um throughout my career uh and then this summer I needed a place to throw some more uh, get some more innings so I was able to come up here and been throwing a little bit and uh, really enjoying it really enjoyed getting back in FCA too um, at Dallas Baptist it's a big part of the program it's been a huge part of my life even though I've been bouncing around um, the one one of the main you know mainstays other than family has been my faith and my connection and uh, relationship with God so um, being able to go to a school that has that is great and then obviously coming up here and getting connected with you and FCA and uh, you know, other guys on the team um, has really been awesome. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm married. I have my wife, Megan. She's up here as well. Uh, we've been married for a year and a half. Um, she's a she's a huge blessing for me. Uh, we got married during COVID, which was tough, but we got it done and it was it was still beautiful. And then um, I have my four other siblings. I have three younger sisters, Emily, Abby, and Holly. And I have an older brother, CJ, who also played two years up here uh, for the Express. Um, and my dad is working currently with Kansas City as their uh, head pitching coach. And my mom is keeping the wheels turning, as they like to say. So she's, she's keeping everybody on board. So that's a little bit about me. Fun history there. You know, baseball's been a big part of your life from the beginning, obviously, with um, your dad and um, have got, I know your brother CJ as well. And, and so it was fun to, 
you know, connect with him through, through FCA and baseball and, and, and whatnot. Um, any, anything else, you know, that you want to add or tell us about how, you know, your family's involvement either in the game of baseball or your family's involvement in your faith journey um, over the last however many years? Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't the ones that really were like, come on, you got to play baseball. You got to, you got to do this. They didn't, they weren't the, you gotta helicopter parents. The only thing that I got the, you gotta is you gotta put your faith first. And I think that's, what's really helped me um, just as an athlete, you know, and as a husband now, and as a brother and a friend, it's, that's who I am at my core. Um, So when I get to go play baseball, it's free, it's easy and it's fun. You know, I made, I, I had to tell my dad where it was like, Hey, I, this is what I want to do. I want to play baseball. Um, And he was like, all right, well, it's going to be tough. You know, you're going to have a lot of setbacks. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have to do the things that people aren't willing or wanting to do. So um, it was really awesome, especially by him to kind of let me choose the path that I was going on. It, it really wasn't a doubt in my mind since I can really remember that this is what I wanted to do. Um, now, when I was younger, did I think it was just going to happen easily? Oh, yeah. But <laughs> now that I'm, you know, obviously older and more understanding and knowledgeable, I know it's not the case. So. Uh, they they really pointed me towards like, hey, whatever you want to do, whether it's in sports, whether it's, you know, in business, whatever, whatever you wanted to do, we'll support you 100 um, percent. But you're going to you're going to have to put in the groundwork. So a lot of times on the Playing for Jesus podcast here, we talk about the parallels between sports and our faith journey. So what part of your baseball game do you really connect with your faith journey? Um, kind of a lot of it. Uh, currently right now and what I've experienced in the past, there's been a lot of adversity with injuries. So just, you know, you can kind of see that in your faith. You know, it's going to either – with an injury, you're either going to come back stronger or you're not going to come back, you know, you, but what helps you come back stronger is you put the work in and you, um, you dedicate yourself to saying like, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to be better. I'm going to come back stronger. And you surround yourself with people that will, you know, that you can feed off of, uh, in a healthy manner. Same thing with your faith. If you want to grow, and if you're experiencing adversity within your faith walk, within your life, you can either treat it as, oh, God doesn't want me to be successful. Oh, God is putting me through this. Or, oh, God is, you know, making things hard on me. You can look at it that way, or you can look at it as God is allowing this to happen to me so he can do something for me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the big parallel that I've, I've kind of experienced. Um, you know, he, he's not going to put you in a situation that you can't handle, but that also doesn't mean that he's going to put you in a situation that you can only handle alone. So he's going to surround you with people that um, are going to be there to help you. And that's, that's what I've, you know, experienced. That's what I've felt uh, just with injuries. I had Tommy John in uh, fall of 2019 
And then as I was coming back in the spring of 2021, I had a fracture in my elbow uh, or in the fall of 2020 going into 2021. So I missed time and it was easy to get down. You know, it's easy to get down when the sport that you love and the thing that you want to do for the rest of your life seems to not, you know, it seems to be kind of losing, you're losing its grasp on it. Mm -hmm. But it was, it almost got easier the more I was experiencing that adversity because I was like, you know what, I'm out of control here, but I know who is in control and I can rest in that. So it's not, it wasn't something that happened overnight. It doesn't happen overnight for a lot of people. I still have bad days, you know, you still wake up and think, man, why am, you know, why didn't I go in the first round when I was a junior and why am I not in the big leagues now? You can think that, or you can think that, you know, look at all the relationships and all the people that have impacted me and I've hopefully impacted in a positive manner throughout that time. As I was thinking about our conversation today, I just, you know, looked up uh, some things in his word and, and um, Colossians 3 kind of stood out to me. And it, it says, since you've been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in a place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not of the things of this earth. And then it jumps ahead and says, put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you um, and goes on with that. And, and just that reminder of as you're walking through uh, injuries or your sport, or as you're walking through, through life, those things are going to pop up, but you know, you have been raised to a new life in, in Christ and that's where your, your identity is. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, something that I ran into in DVU or at DVU uh, when I got there, it was, you know, I'm here to play baseball. I'm a baseball player. That's who I am. It's what I do. And I think, Anyone who loves what they do or has a profession can really identify with that as who they are, you know, um, whether it's an athlete or an accountant, you know, mm -hmm. they're two totally different things, but you can get wrapped up in who, mm -hmm. you know, that becoming your identity. But we know just as like you're talking about when you separate those two and you have to to where that's what I do. It's not who I am. Then you realize that what you are as a child of God is something that cannot be touched, cannot be corrupted, cannot be broken. You know, people can lose their jobs. People can, you know, get injured physically. Things can happen there, but spiritually, nobody can touch that. You know, that's, that's basically off limits. So understanding that that's who you are and who that, that was a big, turning point for me in my faith instead of just relying on trying to be you know Luke Eldridge the baseball player I'm Luke Eldridge child of God you know of you know son of Christ who's risen defeated sin and is at the right hand of God yeah and we're encouraged to uh you know store up our treasures in heaven because the things of this earth will break and rust and and, and talk like that and that goes from our bodies that we use to play the sports that we love to um, the jobs that we have. I mean, my job could be gone tomorrow, but mm -hmm. I know what's not gone tomorrow. And that's my faith in, in Christ. And that's my identity in, in Christ. And so 
uh, thanks for reaffirming us on that. That's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's in, it's in a lot of different sports too. And you see it with some of the people that reach the pinnacle, you know, um, there was an interview a while back before Tom Brady had even won all of his Super Bowls. I think he'd only, only won about like <laughs> three at this point. And he said, basically something along the lines of there's got to be something more, right? You know, why do I have three Super Bowls and an MVP? And I feel like I'm not fulfilled or I feel like I'm not, you know, I haven't made it yet. What is there more? And I don't, you know, only God knows the heart of every man. So it's hard for me to be like, you know, this guy doesn't have faith. Maybe he does, but he feels like he still feels like there's a void that needs to be filled. And when you're trying to fill any a void that's the size of eternity with things that are size of a couple of years or so it, you know, you're fighting an uphill battle that you're not going to win. Same thing that happens. You know, I, I don't know if you've experienced it, Andy, but I've experienced it when your favorite team wins a championship, right? So you win the championship and it happens. And then what happens about an hour later, you're like, okay, that was cool. Now what? You know, but now what always comes up and then it's like, oh, well, we have to win another one just to reach that, you know, that high. And then people get frustrated when that doesn't happen. And it's like, you know, that's it's great if you win. There's no reason why you shouldn't want to be perfect or strive for excellence as as, um, you know, children of God. We and Christians, we are called to be excellent and strive for that because Jesus was doesn't mean we're always going to be, but we should strive for it. Um, it's a way we can glorify him. But yeah, I, you know, I've sensed it. I've felt it. I've seen it. And it's, you know, it's, it's humbling when you realize, you know, there's, there's way more to life than just certain materialistic accomplishments. Hey, a little bit, a little bit of fun before we go here, Luke. Um, what's your favorite place to watch baseball? Maybe, maybe a major league park, but it doesn't have to be. Like, what, what, what's a memory or a favorite place you love to watch the game of baseball? Um, growing up, so oh, that's a tough question because you know I've always heard of different stadiums that I haven't been to that are just great places to watch. Um, right now, off the top of my head, you know. Kauffman Stadium comes to mind because it's a beautiful place. A little bit biased because my dad's working there, but it's still beautiful with, you know, you got the crown and center and the fountains. It's um, it's a really great place to watch a game. Uh, I've heard great things about Pittsburgh. Um, I've heard that's a beautiful place to watch a game. Same thing with uh, Baltimore, Camden Yards. That was my dad's. He would say that's his favorite place to pitch was there. Um Growing up, Old Bush Stadium was my favorite. Um, that's kind of the one that I felt like I grew up in because uh, I was, uh, I think, ages probably five, four, five, and six, or maybe five, six, and seven uh, when we were there. So it was just – it was an old stadium. You know, it was one of those concrete donuts. And looking at it now, looking at the old film, I'm like, man, this place was kind of a dump. But <laughs> – Back in the day, that was, you know, 
that was just the place that I wanted to be the most. And I loved watching the Cardinals back then. And, you know, 03, 04, and 05 when my dad played there, you know, Albert it was when Albert Pujols was at, you know, one, one point of his really long peak of his career. Um, guy like Yadier Molina had just come up. Uh, you had greats like Jason Isringhausen had just came through. Um, Mark Mulder helped with that team. Woody Williams, um, Matt Morris. So all these old pitchers that I was around and got to experience the clubhouse and kind of the culture of the Cardinals back when Tony La Russa was a manager. So I'd, I'd have to go um, everything accounted for old Bush stadium uh, would be the one that I would say. Cool. Yeah. Uh, great memories there. And then fun to fun to think back on, I'm sure. So uh, one, one final fun baseball question here. What, what is your favorite ballpark food? Ballpark food. Oof. I'd have to go with the footlong hot dog. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't get any better than that. You feel, you know, you get into the stadium, you sit down, and the first thing that I would crave would be a footlong hot dog and some peanuts. And I'd go to town, and that's probably why I was such a chubby kid at one point. It's because I had one of those just about every game. But, um, yeah, footlong hot dog, get some little bit of onions and ketchup on there, and I'm I'm sitting pretty good to go. All right, yeah, I used to – I fell in love with the game of baseball at a young age when my grandpa used to take me actually to Carson Park to watch Coach Varsho and Coach Vic play. I watched them when I was a kid playing at Carson Park, but one of my memories is when we got there and got settled, we always had to go get a hot dog, and and so that's definitely a, a memory for me. Always, yep. Of baseball food with whatnot, so – Well, Luke, it's been really great to chat with you today. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your personal and baseball schedule to join us. And uh, any final or culminating thoughts to share with our listeners here today? Oh, I mean, we've we've talked about a lot, but I just say you're not going to find any more joy than putting one, putting your life in Christ um, and your faith and believing that he did die for you um, and that all your sins are forgiven. You know, the good news is called the good news for a reason. Um, you know, in a world that's filled with a lot of bad news and a lot of heartbreak and a lot of, you know, anxiety and stress and depression, you know, it people can kind of stray away from that and think, you know, the most important person in the world is me. And that's what the world is telling you. And yet when people are, you know, being told to put yourself first, put your happiness first and all this, people are still not able to do that. And I believe it's, it's mainly, you know, people can point at several different things, but it's a spiritual battle that people are, people are experiencing. And, you know, people don't understand it because they may not understand you know, who God is and just how powerful he is. So I would, I would just encourage anybody that's listening that if you haven't, or if you know people that haven't, um, definitely point yourself or others in that direction um, and be bold in doing so. Because it's not easy. It's uncomfortable. But um, we're called to do so as Christians. So, Yep. Amen to that. Good, good way to summarize our time together. So thanks again, Luke. Appreciate you being here. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Andy. I appreciate it.
Where does your identity lie? In your sport? In your job? In money or treasures of this world? Jesus reminds us in Matthew's Gospel, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Make your identity in Christ your top priority and see how things unfold on the baseball field and in life. As we round the bases and head for home, special thanks to Luke for joining us today, Matt for his logistical help, Nate for his graphic artwork, and Brad and Aaron for their musical and sound talents. If you want to support this podcast, please subscribe to it, give it a five-star rating, and write a review. You can find us online at Facebook and at our website, www.playingforjesusministry.com. Accompanying Bible studies to this podcast can be found there. Links to connect are in the show notes. May your faith and sports journeys continue to support and grow each other. God bless sports fans. 